the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. This is Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network. Again, Jonah, 12 years old, uh, at the age of 12, she, he, born boy, right, uh, started going through a non-medical, quote, social transition. So that meant changing her name, his name, from Jonah to Hannah, wearing girls' clothes, using a female pronoun. And this is, uh, this is the doctor, the Yale medical doctor. She went from the frustrated boy wearing a yarmulke to the bubbly child wearing a dress and joining the girls' bunk at summer camp. Critics point to a flawed study that suggests that roughly 80% of prepubescent children ultimately change their minds about being transgender. Of course, it's a, it's a flawed study if he disagrees with it, but if it's, a, if it's the right study, if he, if he agrees with it, then, oh, it's a great study. Even if this were true, would it have been worth forcing Hannah to live as a boy, putting her at risk for depression and perhaps suicide? Though going, through, go, though going back to a boy's name and boy's clothes would probably be hard, even a small risk of suicide is scarier. Okay. Um, here's the deal. Let's, let's talk about this 80% thing. Jonah at 10 years old, thinks he's a girl. 80% chance he'll grow out of it by the time he hits puberty, right? Or when he hits puberty, right? When you hit puberty, you're a boy, you get a lot of testosterone, puts you in that different direction, right? You're more likely to grow. 80% chance that you'll grow out of it. But this doctor thinks it's better to block his puberty, prevent the physiological changes to a boy's body that might help him out of his gender dysphoria and confusion, Block that, prevent that from happening, and then a couple years later, give him estrogen. So reverse what otherwise would naturally happen. Now, if you do nothing, 80% chance Jonah will grow out of this. If you do the medical procedure, 0% chance he'll do anything but ultimately transition into a girl, which of course doesn't actually make him a girl, it just makes him a boy with the high levels of estrogen and even more deformed sex organs and even more depression and isolation. None of this actually makes him a girl. But does that make sense? Right? So if, if you do nothing, 80% chance you'll grow out of it. If you do this medical intervention, then a 0% chance you'll grow out of it. 0% because you are medically intervening. There's no going back at this point. All right, last line. As Hannah goes through this process, I asked her mother what worries she has for the future. 
Does she fear for Hannah's safety, for her love life? Mom's answer, not as much as you might think. Hannah will probably spend her life in liberal northern cities. As her mother put it, the Amtrak quarter, quote, Hannah has had no problem so far. Do I worry about dating in the rare instances when she travels outside of our bubble? Yes, but I'm grateful that Hannah is growing up in a place like this, and I hope the world will make progress. So as long as she stays in New York City, uh, in the bubble, in the progressive bubble, she's fine. Uh, last paragraph. I hope so, too. Despite the turbulence in Washington, here in medicine, there is general agreement that we're moving in the right direction. When I first came to Yale in 2012, doctors told me puberty blockers were unethical. Classmates told me that if they had transgender children, they would, quote, raise them gay like normal kids. Try that sentence on for size. Classmates told me that if they had transgender children, they would raise them gay like normal kids. Raise them gay like normal kids. Now, Yale has a gender clinic that provides puberty blockers and hormones. Lectures on the treatment of transgender youth are part of the mandatory medical school curriculum. And I receive a steady flow of emails from students who want to dedicate their careers to helping these children. I will stop there. All right. So here, here we are. Do you see how things progress like that? Raise them gay like normal children. And now this is the, the next thing. So there's a couple. Let's talk about three things. The political, the philosophical, and the medical. The political motivation behind this is if you can destroy the concept of gender, which is the most obvious of all the fundamental truth, if you can destroy that truth, then no other truth can stand. Right? The foundational truth of life and existence and human survival is gender, sex, male and female. But if that truth can be relative... male or female, if that can be relative, then what truth could ever be objective? Right? Think about that. What, what is more of a foundational truth than male and female? There, There is none. And I'd argue in many ways, most truths are based off of that one. So if you can tear that down, then nothing can stand. So that's the political motivation behind it. Philosophically, how does this happen? So this is a natural progression of the uh, progressive ideology where there's no such thing as truth. And it's all about feelings. So it's Jonah, Jonah, 10-year-old Joe, 10-year-old Jonah. How do you feel? I feel like a girl. Well, that settles it. Block your puberty. Give them estrogen. Like, whoa. On college campuses, it's, it's I feel. That's I feel, therefore it is true. I, I feel offended, therefore I am a victim. Right, so it's the same, like, blah, blah, like kind of, whatever you know, but with serious ramifications, and that leads to the medical. I think many, I think, I think the doctor, a lot of doctors like this person. I think they mean well, but when confronted with a difficult situation, which this definitely is, I don't mean to make light of it by any means. It's a very difficult situation. Instead of it, in order to avoid the truth. They offer easy answers. 
not that any of what Hannah's going through is easy. I don't blame Jonah, the little boy, little Hannah. I don't blame him all. He doesn't. He's 14 years old. I'm not saying any of this is easy, but it's not based on truth. The doctors involved are humans, and humans can be easily confused, and parents in crisis can be easily deceived. The kids attend. I don't know any better. The same desperation that makes makes suicide look like an answer leads to this, which is just as not not based on truth and love and and reality. Neither are an answer. There was a doctor who told parents of a kid with gender dysphoria, "Do you want a happy girl?" Or a dead boy. Okay, so their kid was born a boy thinking about wanting to be a girl. And the doctor says, do you want a happy girl or a dead boy? Meaning, if if you don't transition your son to a girl, he will commit suicide. He will be dead. And if you do transition him to a girl, he'll be super happy. So do you want a happy girl or a dead boy? Like you, like that is wildly inappropriate to lay out, lay it out as if those are the only two options. But do you see how easy it is to be confused and deceived? This is Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. 